Welcome to the Political Economy Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Pethokoukas of the American Enterprise Institute. Each week, I feature a lively conversation with experts on some of the most important economic and policy questions of our time. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider rating and reviewing it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Ratings and reviews really help with the podcast visibility, and I always appreciate the feedback. Thanks, and on to the show. My guest today is Michael Strahan, the Director of Economic Policy Studies here at the American Enterprise Institute. He's the author of the recently released book, The American Dream is Not Dead. Today, he's here to talk about the surprisingly strong May jobs report and what that means for the future of the American labor market going forward. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, is the COVID-19 recession over? We done? Because we said we're doing this on jobs day uh, for the May jobs report, massive jobs report, and it kind of seems like the recession's over. Well, um, I think that there's, uh, you know, I can just speak for myself. I expected uh, a very bad report this morning, uh, documenting the state of, of the labor market in May. Um, but I expected uh, a good report um, four months from now, documenting the state of the labor market in June. So, you know, what's happened, uh, at least in my view, is that the labor market recovery began a month earlier than uh, than I had expected, and 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 then I think uh, uh, most economists had expected as well. Um, so that's certainly very good news. Uh, but to answer your question directly, I think we're we're very far from from uh, from from this uh, pandemic recession being over. We have a thirteen point three percent unemployment rate uh, for the month of May. That's that's really a, a, a terrible and devastating unemployment rate. The peak unemployment rate in the Great Recession occurred in the fall of 2009 uh, when the unemployment rate hit 10%. So 10% was the Great Recession's peak. We are at 13.3%, which is which is just you know much much you know over a third higher uh, than the Great Recession. So the labor market uh, is improving. Um, the uh, improvement began about a month earlier than than I would have thought, uh, but the labor market is in really really bad shape, um, and and we're in for that dynamic for several months. You know we're gonna we're gonna see uh, you know historic uh, levels of job creation um, over the course of the summer. We're gonna see massive percentage declines. In the unemployment rate, we're going to see historic rates of GDP growth over the summer. That um, sounds like a recession being over. It 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 sounds like a recession being over, but because the hole from the pandemic was so deep, because the devastation to the economy was so great, um, we have to have many, 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 many months of tremendous progress in the labor market uh, and in the overall economy to dig ourselves out of the hole. So it's going to be it's going to be confusing. You know, you're going to see record rates of GDP growth, huge drops in the unemployment rate. You're going to see that all summer long, I predict. Uh, at the same time that that's happening, um, the economy is also going to be in terrible shape in an absolute sense. So, you know, there's a, you know, economists like to say, don't confuse uh, levels and changes. The changes in the economy are going to be encouraging, and they're going to be big, and they're going to be in the right direction. 
but the level of economic activity and the level of unemployment is going to be really, really devastating. Some of the forecasts were for unemployment of 20%, you know, 25, so worse than the Great Depression. I, I think I even heard 30% uh, by some economists, and I think maybe a uh, Fed, uh, uh, regional Fed president. Why has unemployment not been that bad at those levels? What, well, what has sort of, I, I guess, gone, maybe gone wrong with the forecast or what's gone or maybe what's gone right with our response? Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a great question. Um, uh, you know, first of all, I, I would just say that it's extremely difficult to forecast um, uh, this, uh, the, the, the path of this, of this downturn and this recovery. You know, this is, a, this is an unprecedented situation. Um, uh, you know, governors shutting down their states, issuing shelter in place orders, um, and that all happening, you know, over a period of, 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 of a few weeks really is unprecedented and nobody really knows how that's going to play out. Um, uh, you know, forecasting models kind of take what's happened in the past and, and try and use that to make informed statistical predictions of what's going to happen in the future. But if you're in an unprecedented situation, what's happened in the past really gives you uh, you know, relatively limited insight in, in, into what might happen in the future. So I think, I think forecasting is just very, very difficult right now. You know, the other, the other important thing uh, about forecasting to remember is that, you know, when, when we, when we have a, a report like we had this morning about the labor market, uh, what we're, what we're, what we're all focusing on are uh, net changes, right? So, uh, you know, we say that that 2.5 million uh, uh, new jobs were added in the month of May. That's that's net new jobs. You know, underneath the hood, you know, millions and millions and millions of people lost their jobs. Millions and millions of people got hired, um, and and the kind of churn in the economy is enormous. And when you net out those big, big, gross changes. You know the the net changes are, are are what we focus on at a time when gross changes are behaving uh, unpredictably and differently. It's it's awfully hard to to, to predict net outcomes um, as well. So so you know there's there's kind of a fog of war environment that, that we're all operating in. Uh, do, do you do you do you think it was the virus or the orders that were sort of the key catalyst? For uh, you know the for the economy going into a quarantine for all these jobs being lost do 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 you do you feel like you have a good sense of which was sort of more important? No, I don't have a good sense of, of which was more important, and that and that's another really really uh, important reason why it's just hard to it's hard to know what's going on in the present, much less to forecast the future. You know, there's there's a debate: are are people staying home and and, and not going shopping? Uh, because they're worried about getting sick, or because uh, the governor of their state has 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 closed down a, a lot of economic activity uh, in a lot of, a lot of shops and, and and restaurants and those sorts of things. Um, you know, there's there's evidence that the, the decline in economic activity in March um, happened before some of the shutdown orders took place. But of course, you know, there were all sorts of of, of local measures that, that may have affected that. You know, just for example, it was very common for, for schools to close before uh, the governor of, of, of that state issued lockdown orders. And so, you know, people may have been shopping and, and 
and, and eating out less because they were home with their kids um, uh, and not because they were worried about the virus. Um, at the same time, you know, I think a lot of people are worried about getting sick and that's, and that's, and that is leading a lot of people to stay home. So certainly both are operative. And the question I think is which, which, which was, which is more operative. We still don't know the answer. Um, but I do think that, that this, uh, that, the, that the state of the labor market in May that we, that we learned this morning, um, really does give, you know, some, uh, weight to the, to the hypothesis that, that the lockdown orders are playing a big role here. Um, uh, and that, and that when those lockdown orders really began to be to be relaxed, and and remember, you know, this this report reflected the labor market in mid-May, so a lot of, you know, a, a lot of uh, lockdown orders were were still in effect, and and places that were partially reopen reopening were in the very early stages of partially reopening, um, but this suggests that when you lift the restrictions a little bit, um, that you uh, uh, that you that you do see people returning to shops and, and and returning to 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 restaurants and 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 the businesses are are bringing workers back mm-hmm. the consequence right. of that, you know that that meshes with with news reports and, and it meshes with certainly with my anecdotal observations as well so you know i think i think we i think we i think we still we still don't know um you know which is more important fear of the virus or or or, or lockdown orders but i think i think we i think we do know that 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 lockdown orders had you know had at least some effect and that and that we can be confident that june's labor market will look even better than the labor market in may uh because states will be will be you know more reopened right uh still 21 million unemployed how would you gauge the success of programs like there was the there was you know expanded unemployment we sent checks uh there was help for small business this paycheck protection program how do you think they've done so far in keeping that unemployed number at 21 million and not you know 30 million or something yeah so i i think i think that that congress's response to this recession has, has been has been very very strong um and uh you know i've been I've you know been been impressed by uh, by how well uh, Congress has Congress has dealt with this uh, with this problem. You know, I, I think Congress. You know, th- there's a lot to quibble with in the in the CARES Act, um, to be sure. Uh, but um, you know, the basic approach I think is the right approach. The largest component of uh, of Congress's response so far has been the Paycheck Protection Program. That's been uh, aimed at, at at supporting small business. Um, that's the largest in dollar terms when you when you add in, you know, uh, a subsequent bill that, that supplemented its funding. Um, that I think was critically important to to supporting the economy at this time. Uh, Congress expanded unemployment insurance. Uh, that was the right thing to do. Was also uh, critically important. Uh, you know, I think I think the 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 size of the expansion was was too generous, but it was absolutely the right thing to do to to expand it. Um, uh, and you know, Congress, you know, helped states with their Medicaid funding and and and, and did some other things as well that, that 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 I think that I think really were were very important. You know, in addition to providing loans and other and other sorts of financing options for 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 large businesses. Uh, and cash relief for households. You know, overall, I think Congress did a great job. If you actually look at um, what happened to 
uh, people's income, um, you know, it, it increased enormously in April. Uh, the personal savings rate for the month of April was 33 percent, uh, which is which is which is just which is just enormous. Um, so you know we had a, a big kind of hole in the economy that the, the, the pandemic and the shutdowns created. Um, households lost income, businesses lost revenue. You know, big hit the GDP. Congress did did a really a very good job. Of uh, of filling that hole, um, uh, you know that was important. Um, I think it was also important to support small business continuity uh, and 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 to support workers. You know, uh, uh, Congress did a good job with that too. And, and I think I mean I th the Paycheck Protection Program. I mean that just wasn't sort of trying to fun you know funnel money to workers through business. We wanted those workers to stay attached to those businesses and those businesses to stay intact. So sort of on the other side of this you know, pandemic induced recession, we would have a small business sector that was operating and for workers to come back to. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you wanted the you wanted to keep workers attached to their to their employer, the, you know, the person they were working for in February. Um, uh, that would reduce the unemployment rate uh, that would reduce pressure on state UI systems. Um, and that would allow the economy to snap back faster than than would be possible if the unemployment rate you know climbed up into the 20s uh, uh in, in, up into the you know 20% plus range right. uh, you also wanted to to keep those businesses intact um so that unemployed workers had had uh, businesses that would hire them you know if 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 we lost all those businesses then uh, the unemployment rate would stay much higher for much longer because you would have to go through the process of, of business creation first before there would be any businesses around to, or enough businesses around hire unemployed workers. Um, uh, and, you know, it, it, you know, and of course there are many other things too. I mean, these, you know, these small businesses are, you know, they're, they're able to be productive because they're embedded in, in networks. You know, they have good relationships with supply. Suppliers, they have good relationships with customers. Uh, they are rooted in their local communities. They figured out how to make money. They figured out how to provide goods and services that are valued. Losing all of that uh, knowledge, losing all of that, uh, all of that uh, uh, business-specific capital, losing all of those relationships would be devastating uh, to the economy, and it would take it would take years years to recover. So. Uh, it's an it's an important program. I think it's very likely that the PPP program played a large role in uh, the labor market recovery that we saw in May. Uh, you know, the program has has distributed over five hundred billion dollars um, to small business. Uh, uh, it has distributed over 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 five hundred uh, billion dollars. Um, uh, uh, the average loan size is, you know, something like one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars as of as of late May. Um, uh, the um, number of of borrowers totals uh, uh, four point four million. Over ninety nine percent of those loans were for less than two million dollars. Seventy nine percent of those loans were for less than one hundred thousand uh, dollars. And of the total dollars lent in the program. About eight in every ten dollars were lent as part of loans that were for less than two million. As of mid-May, 
nearly 70% of small businesses received financial assistance from right. From PPP, so this is this is this is going to a huge uh, share of the nation's small businesses, um, uh, and and uh, in order for those loans to become grants, businesses have to spend the money, uh, have to spend a large a large portion of the money on on, on payroll expenses. So I think it's I think it's it's uh, you know pretty likely that 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 program in particular really helped support the labor market. In the month of May, and and, and is responsible for uh, a lot of the good news that we're celebrating today. Um, of course, you know that's not the end of the story. The, the the the. I mean, indeed, one of the concerns that people have been bringing up is that they're worried that you know we're sort of at the end of that program, and then all of these people who were sort of state attached are going to become unattached because the economy is still recovering, unemployment still high, um, economy still in a rough shape. And eventually those people are just going to end up unemployed. And rather than serving as a bridge to a stronger economy, it's going to end up, this program is going to end up being a, just a bridge to unemployment. And yeah, we're going to see exactly, all these numbers. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and, and that's, you know, one of many reasons why we, we shouldn't conclude from, from the good news from this morning that we're out of the woods. Um, the program is set right. to expire. Um, uh, and the program shouldn't just be renewed in its current configuration. I mean, the 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 challenge facing the economy, and and the challenge facing Congress um, this summer is is really a lot different than than what we faced this spring. You know, the the goal of PPP was you know essentially to kind of freeze the uh, small business sector uh, in place uh, where it was in in you know say February, mm-hmm. and then and then as you say create a bridge. To the summer, and then kind of unfreeze the economy and and and, and preserve as much of it as possible. Um, now that we are into uh, the summer, now that we're into uh, the the phase uh, of this pandemic where we're reopening. At this point, all the states are reopened uh, have reopened to 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 at least some degree. Um, the challenge is different, and the challenge is harder. Uh, we do we don't want public policy to unnecessarily impede uh, the process of some industries growing, some industries shrinking, you know, some firms expanding their payroll, some firms reducing their payroll. In order for the economy to get back to health, uh, those sorts of adjustments need to take place. You know, for example, it would it would not be uh, good for the economy if the number of, of people who work for the airline industry is the same in August as it was in February, or the or, or the number of people who work in movie theaters is the same in August as it was in February. There's going to be less demand for travel, and there's going to be less demand to go to go to the movies uh, for for many months, uh, if not longer. Um, and so and so for the economy to return to health, those industries need to shrink, and other industries, you know, like the 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 home delivery and package delivery industry. Right example, need to expand. Um, the same thing needs to happen within firms. You know, uh, if a restaurant can be profitable at 80% of its of its former workforce, then that restaurant should lay off 20% of its workforce, and those workers should be supported through public policy to get new jobs. Um, you don't want that restaurant to have to keep its, its, its uh, full complement of workers if that means it's going to be unprofitable. So designing the next phase of small business support, so that uh, public policy allows for those types of, re- of of reallocations to happen, 
while also providing businesses with uh, with some revenue replacement so that they don't go out of business and that, and, that, and that they can actually you know have the space to make those changes is is, is going to be so, so what so what should that next phase look like? Yeah, so I, I think it's important to recognize that, um, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about the difference between levels and changes. You know, we're going to see every month significant economic improvement for the next few months. Uh, the unemployment rate is going to drop quickly. Uh, GDP is going to recover quickly. Um, but even if all the workers who are on temporarily layoff were rehired, you know, immediately. Um, and so the only the only problem we had were workers who have permanently lost their jobs on permanent layoff, which is which is the the minority of, of job losses to date. We would still have recession level unemployment. The unemployment rate would still be above seven percent. Um, uh, we would still have lost a half decade of employment gains. Um, so you know we're in we're in a this is a bad situation. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, rapid improvement in a bad situation is good, but we're still going to be in a bad situation, uh, come August or September, even if we rapidly improve in, 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 in June and July. Right. And, and that's something that, that, that I think, you know, that's a message that's important. It's something that I think Congress needs to take very seriously. Um, so their work is not done, right? So their, their work, work is, is far from over, done, but that, their but work that work going done. forward can't just shouldn't just be look at what we've done so far let's just do more of that right yeah we need to do some things very differently so you know so uh small business support needs to look different uh needs to help businesses that are that are struggling uh while also not stopping them from changing the way they produce goods and services not stopping them from shrinking their workforces so different requirements on that aid requirements on that aid um unemployment insurance is going to look a lot different uh you know unemployment insurance you know right now something like two-thirds of workers who are eligible for unemployment insurance uh benefits would would be getting a raise if they were if they were if they were uh, unemployed relative to what they would make in their in their in their jobs you know that's 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 not good i mean it's not a good it's not a good use of taxpayer money even during the shutdown but it's not you know it's not a from a from a from a macroeconomic perspective, it's it's not it's not it's not terrible uh, 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 during a shutdown. But but now that we're now that now that all the states have partially reopened and, and we're moving toward uh, uh, a full reopening, you know that's a serious problem, um, and and that needs to change as well. Uh, you know, a big component of of the uh, of the CARES Act of the Phase Three legislation uh was checks to households that was a fine thing to do you know i don't i don't i don't know i don't know that we need to do that again um uh, the cares act uh allocated 454 billion dollars that's you know roughly 25 percent of all the money in the cares act uh 454 billion dollars to the treasury department to support federal reserve lending programs hardly any of that uh, capital has been put to work. Hardly any lending has taken place uh, under those Fed programs. That money is is just is just sitting there, um, and so the Treasury Secretary and, and the Treasury Department really need to to put that money to work to support the economy. Um, uh, I don't know that 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 we would need 
uh, any additional uh, money for Fed lending uh, in 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 the next congressional package because the Treasury Department hasn't put any of the money to work that Congress appropriated in March. Um, so that's that's a uh, you know that, that that's a big problem as well. So so the next the 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 next round of legislation, which I and, and, and to be clear, I think we really do need another round of legislation. But the the next round of legislation it, would that be a trillion? Would it be like are we, how much we I mean how how much are we talk another trillion dollars? Well, I uh, yeah, I, you, think, are, are, I mean, if you're not quite sure what it should look like, that's fine. I'm not I'm I'm not sure what 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 the dollar figure for right. it should be, um, but. Uh, you know, I would be surprised if we need less than a trillion dollars uh, of additional right. support. Um, you know, we uh, we know we're going to need several hundred billion dollars of small business support. We know we're going to need several hundred billion dollars uh, to uh, to support workers um, who uh, who are unemployed. We know we're going to need several hundred billion dollars uh, to um, help fill uh, the revenue hole that uh, revenue hole that states are experiencing. Um, you know, so so just some you know some some pretty quick, pretty quick back of the envelope math gets you in the in the ballpark of of, of one trillion, um, and you know again, I mean we are going to be, you know where are we going to be? Where are we going to be uh, uh, three months from now? Where are we going to be? Um, uh, you know, in early September, we are going to be in uh, a massive recession. We're going to have one in ten workers unemployed. The economy is going to be significantly smaller than it was twelve months earlier. Um, I mean, we're going to be we're going to be in a situation in early September that is worse than uh, uh, the economy ever was during the Great Recession. And so, and so, of course, we're going to need a significant. Those numbers sound like they're worse than any numbers we've had since the Great Depression. Um, I mean, you know, they'll they'll I mean, be thirteen percent unemployment. We haven't had thirteen percent unemployment since you know that's that's a yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a pre-war number. That's right. Um, uh, that's right. Uh, uh, you know, we may so pretty bad, pretty bad. It, it's going to be very bad. Yeah, that's right. And just just real fast, uh, we're almost out of time here. Actually, we probably are out of time, but you no, know, we we run our own podcast here. We can do what we want. Uh, but so the state and local, uh, that seems to be a very controversial. Uh, thing about giving help uh, uh, to states and local governments as you know certainly you know we'd like to we'd like the, the private economy to roar and we don't want a government to get too big and all that but that is that it sounds like that's still a pretty important piece of this uh, puzzle over the next three months um, yes I think that I think that is an important piece you know uh, this is this is one of those debates on Capitol Hill where where both sides are are, are making really good points. Um, congressional Republicans are right uh, not to want to use federal tax dollars to bail out state pension funds, uh, many of which have been, you know, pretty poorly managed uh, and are in bad shape. Congressional Democrats and and, and some Republicans as well are right um, that it's really important for the economy and for state governments to. Uh, for the federal government to to fill the hole in tax revenue that, that states are going to experience, um, you know why is that important? Uh, it's important because states uh, can't run deficits, and if tax revenue plunges, 
and we saw this in the Great Recession, if tax revenue plunges, then states are going to have to lay off a bunch of workers. Well, that that takes us in the wrong direction. You know, what we want are uh, uh, we want the unemployment rate to come down, not to go up. Um, and so there's a really important uh, role that federal aid to the states uh, can play in keeping the unemployment rate down. In addition, states have to do, you know, all sorts of stuff right now um, that, 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 that costs money. Uh, school districts have to figure out how to handle reopening in the fall in the, in, in the face of a potential second wave of the coronavirus. States have to spend more money on public health measures. Um, uh, and at a time when their tax revenue is falling, in order to spend money on those things, you know, it really, you know, it really does uh, mean that there's even more pressure than, than would be the case in a normal recession for them, for them to lay off workers. You know, or they may just not uh, you know, provide some of those essential services as, as well as is needed, and that would be, that would be really bad too. So, um, the, the, the need here is very clear, uh, you know, but I think there should be some guardrails put around that money to make sure it doesn't, it doesn't go to bail out pension funds. And I think that's something that, that, um, that Congress should be able to handle. So what is the, what does the economy look like six months from now and how policy dependent is your forecast? Well, the, the, the economy six months from now is still going to be in, 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 in very, very bad shape. Um, you know, the economy six months from now, I mean, it's, it's conceivable, I think, that the economy six months from now will have, you know, an, you know, an unemployment rate of 8%. Um, it's also conceivable that the economy six months from now will have an unemployment rate of 10%. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot really depends on uh, on, on how aggressive the virus is this fall. A lot depends on, uh, how state governments respond to that, you know, with respect to social distancing measures. Um, a lot depends on, uh, whether or not people's, um, uh, uh, desire to pull back from normal economic activity is driven by concern from the virus versus, versus uh, government mandated uh, lockdown orders. A lot depends on whether or not we have two months of, uh, of social unrest um, uh, around uh, uh, protests and, and, uh, and uh, concerns about racial equality or whether that, uh, whether, whether, whether that lasts you know, a couple of weeks and not a couple of months. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, just, there's just a lot up in the air right now uh, uh, you know, if people really do kind of rush back into normal life in the month of June, um, uh, and if there's, if there's a lot of pent up demand and people go out to dinner much more often than they normally would, and people do, you know, do, do much more than they, than, than they normally would, you know, then the recovery is going to, going to, going to come back a lot, a, a lot faster. If, you know, if, if, if people are more tentative, if, if what we saw in May were kind of early steps, but, you know, we, we have, you know, a couple more months of early steps, um, you know, the unemployment rate is going to be higher six months from now. And so there's just, there's just a lot of uncertainty, but, but policy has a huge role to play here. Um, and I think we saw that uh, uh, in the employment report uh, for the month of May. Um, I suspect we'll see it in the, in the employment 
report for the month of June that'll come out in about a month. Um, you know, putting hundreds of billions of dollars into the hands of small businesses uh, has done an enormous amount of good for workers, um, an enormous amount of good for the economy, and, and an enormous amount of good for those for those businesses. Um, uh, you know, putting uh, uh, hundreds of billions of dollars um, into uh, the checking accounts of American households uh, allows them to uh, support the economy um, and, 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 and get workers back to work faster. Uh, if Congress could do something for state governments, uh, you, would see, you would see a similar proposition. The, uh, uh, the programs that the Fed has done have helped preserve the functioning of financial markets um, and help to extend liquidity to, to, to large businesses as well. Um, you know these these fiscal and monetary policy measures have an have a, have a, have a huge impact on on the course of, of economic recovery, and it's just it's just imperative that uh, the good news from this morning and the good news that we're going to continue to see uh, throughout the summer does not obscure the need for continued. Uh, economic recovery legislation and, and, and economic recovery programs, because if we if we lose that support, it'll just be a major setback for workers. It'll be a major setback for families, uh, and it'll be a major setback for businesses. My guest today has been Michael Strain. Mike, thanks for coming on the podcast. Always happy to come on. 